Convenient, coordinated, high quality healthcare. That's our focus. Keeping you up to date and informed. It's SMG Radio, brought to you by Summit Medical Group. Here's Melanie Cole. Does your child have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep? About 25 to 30% of infants and children have sleep problems due to medical issues, emotional issues, or poor bedtime routines. Sleep problems disrupt the rest of children and their parents. The whole family can be left exhausted. My guest today is Dr. Dahlia Hall. She's a pediatrician with Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hall. So speak about sleep issues in children. I'd like to start by asking you first, when can we start sleep training babies and getting them on a schedule? Oh, that's a great question. Well, first of all, usually um, babies, we can start sleep training them about three months of age. Because remember, in the newborn period, usually sleep and wakefulness is about equally distributed throughout the day. So oftentimes I have parents having unrealistic expectations in terms of when babies should start going to sleep and sleeping for longer chunks of time or having more consolidated sleep, like sleeping for longer stretches. And usually that starts about two to three months. And that's when you'll find they'll sleep three, four hours and then wake up, feed, and go right back to sleep. And the best thing is to just put the baby down a little drowsy, never, um, not completely awake, but just a little drowsy, so they get used to learning how to self-soothe and putting themselves back to sleep. That's so important that the baby learns to self-soothe. And what about some of the different ways that people do sleep training? Some people don't want to let the baby cry. Some people sleep with the babies right near them. Tell us about sleep training and your best advice, what you tell your patients. Well, in terms of sleep training, again, each child is a little different, and it all depends on when the brain is mature enough to go to sleep. So that's why, as we say, usually about three to four months, they start sleeping in bigger blocks. You want to make sure, first of all, that the baby is sleeping in the crib, not with you. That's the safest place for the baby to sleep, in the crib, on their backs. And you want to have a routine in terms of how do you put the baby to sleep. Because once the baby, if the baby starts waking up in the night, you have to be able to use that same technique to put the baby back to sleep. I usually discourage things like rocking because as they get heavier, it gets harder and you're more tired (laughs) and they get bigger. Um, So I usually just recommend in terms of sleep training to make sure, like you might read a story, you might play music, you might just have some quiet time, but really just trying to unwind and get the baby to sleep. But again, it all depends. You have to make sure the baby's not hungry is well-fed. I discourage things like pacifiers in, um, for sleeping once they get a little older because if they wake up in the middle of the night, they need to find the pacifier to go back to sleep. Oh, that's a nightmare, really having to run in and right. find those pacifiers unless really. you put like 40 of them in their crib. Right, exactly. So you want to get them to self-suit, to learn how to calm themselves down. And most most babies are able to do that. You just have to give them the opportunity to do so. It certainly is a process, and sleep training so important. Now they become toddlers, and they've regressed a little bit. They're mm-hmm. fighting bedtimes. They're waking up. They're coming to mommy in the middle of the night. They're little walkers, and they get up out of bed and walk around. So what do we do to get toddlers on a good sleep routine? 
Well, the important thing with toddlers is to keep in mind, usually they're sleeping about 13 and a half hours a day, because remember, they also nap usually a couple times during the day, up until age two and a half to three years. So with toddlers, again, the routine becomes most important. Consistency, I tell parents, equals security. You know what to expect equals good behavior, which in this, um, in this situation would be going to bed. So one of the important things is to make sure the room they're sleeping in is safe. Some kids do better with a very dim nightlight. You want to make sure it's safe in the sense that all the windows, their window guards, if there are windows or there's nothing for them to climb on, that they can get to the windows. And I also believe in a gate because, again, you want them to be able to be safe in the room and if anything, you go to the room, but don't have them come to you. And if they, if, unfortunately, if you're unable to have a gate, then if they come to you, you want to make sure you take them back to their room. So there are different techniques used. Most people um, often quote the Ferber method, which is basically gradual desensitizing the child to, in terms of coming to you um, and waking you up. Because remember, if, the, if your toddler isn't sleeping, neither is the parent. And remember, many of the sleep problems that are created are usually created during this period of time because the parents will often um, do something for short-term gain, not realizing that they're creating a problem for later on. For example, if the child starts crying and crying and then one parent just can't take it anymore and goes in, then what you've taught the child is, if you cry long enough, I'll come in and take care of, and take care of the issue and take you out of your bed and bring you to mine. And unfortunately, once you start that cycle, it gets more challenging. So again, what you want to do is make sure you have a procedure to go to bed, whether it's reading a story or being calm. And then um, at least also important is not to have any TV or video. That's the cell phone. That's the iPad. At least an hour before bed and to help wind them down so they will be able to go to sleep. And when they wake up, I always say you treat that as a business meeting. That is not a time to play. That's not a time for a lot of interaction. You take them. If, it, if they need a hug, you give them a hug, put them to bed, and try to tap them, um, calm them down that way. But definitely keep them in their room. Take them back to their room. That's, That's the great advice. And so important because and sleep is so important. As they start to get older, Dr. Hall, then as you mentioned, some of these distractions come in. And as we move into the tween and teen years, boy, they could stay up all night playing video games on their laptops and on their tablets and just doing things electronic and mostly their phones, which they sit next to their bed and they wake up every time it buzzes for a text or something. So what do you want to tell us about some really important information for sleep hygiene as our children get older? Yeah. So in terms of once they hit the adolescence adolescence age group and teen years, then their sleep requirements actually decrease a lot, you know, from the toddler who's getting like 13 hours a day then they're getting about eight and a half to nine hours. That's what they need. However, in the adolescent period, it's not unusual for their biological clock is set a little differently. So it's normal for them to want to stay up late and wake up later. Unfortunately, because of how our society is set up, school starts early and they have sports afterwards and then there's social interactions, then they have homework. So it's not set up suit their normal biological rhythm. We usually call this like delayed sleep phase syndrome. 
where because of the altered release of melatonin, which a lot of people sometimes take, but we don't recommend anyone give, <laughs> anyone give children any medication for sleep, because of their natural production of melatonin is changed, they tend to re- um, sleep, want to sleep a little later and wake up a little later. So for teens, the first thing I say is get rid of the electronics an hour before bed. That's a rule that should last a lifetime, even for us. Because what happens, that stimulates the brain instead of allowing you to unwind. And with cell phones, iPads, and things like that, what we want to do is have rules for the home. Okay, at this time, all cell phones are plugged in and placed in the living room or wherever to be charged overnight. No cell phones, no iPads, no TVs in the bedroom. And that's good sleep habit. And you want them to go to bed at a regular time. So ideally, you want them to... Whatever, you have more consistent in terms of what time you start bedtime and what time you wake up. And one of the habits that often occurs is that parents allow them to sleep till 2, two o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday or Sunday. And that's the worst thing you can do. You really don't want to vary your sleep time and your sleep wake up by more than an hour or two because then you have trouble getting the rest you need and feeling well-rested. And we know that when children don't get enough sleep, then they can have behavioral issues, mood issues, inattention. They make more bad decisions because they're tired. And we already know that's a period of time when their moods tend to be quite labile. So sleep definitely helps in that regard. Well, it's so true. And I'm such a, an early bedtime person in my household, but as a result, my children still go to bed early at 13 and 15 because this is just what they're used to. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Hall, and it's such great information, really give your best advice about the importance of sleep, the benefits of a good night's sleep, and how it can help our children. Well, as I touched upon previously, the most important thing with getting enough sleep is that you feel well-rested. When you feel well-rested, you're in a better mood. And again, you can learn. Because at this age, kids are going to school and they need to learn and they need to be well-rested and be able to participate in activities. Because again, exercise should be part of their natural routine in some respects. And that also helps us to sleep better by getting regular exercise. And you want to make sure that they're in a nice um, comfortable environment for sleeping. And again, it's routine. Consistency, I tell all my parents, equals security, equals good behavior. So the more consistent we can be in terms of sleep time and sleep wake up time, the better off the child will be able to be able to learn when he or she goes to school um, the following day. It's great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Hall. You're listening to SMG Radio. For more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.